I have only been listening to three songs the past three days. Really? Yes. Like literally on repeat. Mm. Only three songs. Okay, what are those songs? Because I have some in loops too. I Okay, so I was actually already kind of singing one of them before we started. Black Hole Sun mm-hmm. by Soundgarden. For some reason, I don't know. It's just amazing yeah. right now. All right. Um, Killing in the Name by Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. Yeah. And the last one is For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Gotcha. It's weird. I've literally been only listening to these three songs on repeat for the past three days. For so ridiculous. For me, I would say my, my most like top three songs at the moment that I've been listening to on repeat. Uh, similarly, with the connection to Soundgarden, Audio Slave, because the lead Amazing. singer is the same for both, and then also kind of connection with Rage because it's super band between the two. Uh, the show guitarist. me, yes, yeah, so show me how to live by Audio Slave. Around the World, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the final one that you, you put me on, um, Still Cold, Night Lavelle. Oh, Night Lavelle is so good. I am so glad that you started getting into the dark, trappy hip-hop scene. Like this, this is really, you're really starting to diversify, you know? I was really disappointed because you were really into UK grime for a long time. And I was like, oh, man, what the fuck? But then, yeah, now you're starting to the good stuff. You know, Suicide Boys, Puya. It's oh, yeah. So oh. I, I like Suicide Boys and I like Puya. I don't feel like there's something about Xavier Wolf that I just like. I don't find his flow like as enjoyable. It's kind of like Danny Brown, yeah. right? Where like the voice just gets annoying after a while. But Danny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Fantastic. Yeah. Are are you, you, so you, you've recently had a location change. Yes. Yes. I I did the, the big re-up from San Antonio, Texas to Dallas. And like you literally just finished unpacking like yesterday or today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so living in a new apartment, starting a new job, fresh out of college, New phase of life, even though we're in a pandemic, we'll see how it goes. And not just any job, a teaching job. Yes. <laughs> Where, uh, so you're going to be interacting with a lot of middle schoolers. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see how jobs in the educational kind of spheres adapt and what the challenges will be like leading up to or, you know, during this pandemic if it continues yeah i'm excited to see how the industry transforms in order to accommodate those needs i've always wanted to teach so i'm like still excited and i don't think any of these obstacles are really like putting me off of it but um it's definitely interesting to see you know having to prep for a classroom that might be in person or online i i asked you this question a little bit before but has now that you've kind of moved into the new location uh and you're there has is this seem real adulting like are what what's kind of your mindset i think the the move kind of signified more of an end to college and i feel like the more and more i continue to grow excited or maybe even anxious about the things that are yet to come 
um i think the easier it is for me to kind of get away from the the sadness of not having proper closure from college and whatnot but it's like a slow process and I think with each continued thing with like meeting new teachers and reconnecting with old friends in Dallas from UT, it's it's slowly going to reshape a, a, a regular lifestyle compared to just being at home. Yeah, no, it's it's so good that you've got a lot of people that are in the DFW area that you can connect with. Um, I am kind of worried staying here in San Antonio because there is not really anyone that i've kind of kept up with here in this area so I oh, mean, yeah, it is what it is you don't man. mean to say you didn't keep up with anybody from our graduating high school class what do you i am 100 percent sure that 95 percent of them had zero clue who i was for sure like uh, for people that don't know i i gave the commencement address uh for for our graduating class our our um our school had a weird thing where if you were the valedictorian or salutatorian, you didn't necessarily get a speech. They just wanted, you know, someone that could speak well to give a speech. So they actually had tryouts. If you're in the top 10% of your class, you could make like a five minute speech. Humble breath. And then you'd humble breath. Uh, man, come on, bro. I, I, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, so you had to give a five minute speech and you gave it a, uh, in front of all the administrators um, and our debate coach. <laughs> so was there a little bit of bias in there? Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, so some people were salty about it. I was just like, man, whatever. Like someone that I won't name, but I know he was so salty about that because he was number three in our class. <laughs> And he didn't get it. And my debate coach later told me, like, bro, he had such a better speech than you. It was so well written. But homie could just not, like, form sentences. So that's the only reason why you got it. And I was like, all right, fair enough, whatever. But, but yeah, no. I, I When I stood up and gave the uh, commencement address, I could see the confusion on everybody's face. Because they had zero clue who this schmuck was that was talking to them about the future and moving on and all the memories that we had. I was like, man, I don't even care about half of you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also just funny to think about like a ridiculous number of people just like how I, I would never talk to then. And for some reason I thought, you know, like I would reconnect or like continue to build relationships thereafter. It's like once you get to college, it just all goes out the window. I mean, you know, your your priorities change, obviously. I mean, you're only 18 when you graduate high school. Yep. So you are not by any means a fully formed person. I mean, I am so tremendously proud of who I am now compared to four years ago. I hate 18-year-old Michael. God, he sucked. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I think... I wouldn't go as far to say as like I hated our 18 year old selves, maybe like our 16 or 15, 16 year old selves for sure. But I mean, 18 was okay. We were just naive. Right. So like, no, uh, I, I, I hated 18 year old Michael. You were, you're okay. I thought you were okay, but I personally just, I, I was so dumb. I think, I think uh, if I hate anything, I think I hate 19 year old Nick the most 19 year old Nick made some bad decisions in life. 19-year-old Nick had <laughs> the 
<laughs> yeah, he made some decisions for sure. He did. He did some things. You were a massive simp when you were nineteen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hate to oh, see you it. did some textbook simp shit. But hey, it's okay. It's You're okay. Better. Yeah. All right. So you know that was that was a fun little reconnection. But you know, kind of in the spirit of adulting, um, as a testament to our eight almost nine year marriage and by all means it is a marriage yeah it felt like it for sure uh for a fun little ditty thing that we're gonna do at the top of the episode is i went and i looked up 25 how well do you know me questions for couples for newlyweds for newlyweds or I mean, the name oh, of the article is gotcha, like gotcha. couples, but but it, it, it's the same issue, right? Um, so, because <laughs> we are a couple, certainly. So we're so we're gonna go through question by question, and we're gonna see if it holds up. I I can tell you right now, I definitely know the answers to a lot of these questions, but we'll but we'll but I'm very interested to see how we how we stack up. Okay, so. So I get. I think here's here's what we can do. I'll start out. I'll I'll do question number one, and then, so for example, question number one is what is my full name? So then you will answer. I'll let you know if it's correct or not. All right. And then I will give my answer to you. Okay. You let me know if it's correct or not, and then you read the second question. Okay. And then you'll get so on, so on, so forth. Gotcha. Okay. So question number one. What is my full name? It is uh, Michael Song Richardson. Correct pronunciation and everything. That's fantastic. Um, that is correct. Uh, your full name is Nikunj Devang Patel. I don't know if I can say correct pronunciation, but we're, we're good. We're good. You at least got the name. Okay, but like, listen, my thing is that like... <laughs> I, I'm afraid that like if I try to pronounce things how I think they are pronounced, I'm gonna sound so racist. <laughs> just pretentious, like just so pretentious. Like, you know, the the dude that goes into the Italian restaurant and is like, Hello, I would like to order some prosciutto. You know, there's a college humor sketch yeah, about yeah. that. I thought it was so funny. But anyway, yes, Nik Nikunj Dev Devang. Devang. How do you Devang? Yeah. Pat Patel. Patel. Gang. There's only other, like, 150,000 other people who have the same name as me. All right. One point each. Fantastic. All right. When is my birthday? August 26, 1998. Yeah. Easy one. And yours is April 17th, same year. Wait. Also, what do you want for your birthday? Dude, um, most likely, I think I was going to create like, uh, an Amazon, um, what you, what do you call them? Register for like shop for school supplies. And I was going to do like a, a donation thing. Oh, so your, so your birthday present will be school supplies for the kids, for your kids, Hashtag oh, for the kids, man. Let's get it. Yeah. All right. What? Oh. Oh, okay. So for this next question, be we, careful. We're diving because, deep fast. <laughs> uh, this this that went from zero to hundred real quick. Yeah. Let, okay, 
what am I insecure about? Let's refrain from like the body. Oh. There's a lot of things I'm insecure about with my body. And I don't want to answer that. <laughs> well, like, I feel like this one you've openly talked about. So that's why I'm going to say it. Oh, yeah, go. So okay. I, I was going to say, and I feel like also I don't think you're as insecure about it anymore. I feel like you've embraced it is the height. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was taller for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Short kings. It's hard out there, man. But you're not even short, though. Like, you're average, right? So that's that's the <sighs> slight. Okay. I say I'm 5'9", but I'm really 5'8 and a half. And my driver's license says that I'm 5'8", so I'm really, like, I'm really touchy about it. But whatever. Okay, what are you insecure about? <sighs> okay, it's... It's been a okay, it's been a minute from this, but when we were having our really, really, really rough semester, spring nineteen, you were really insecure about your grades and your GPA. Yeah. I mean it, it's like my my grades, but I think I also I always had imposter syndrome in like upper division physics classes. Right. So yeah. I could sense that. Okay, so I eh. You gonna give that to me? Half point? I'll give it to you, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. So for what is my favorite food? And I think I'll give some leeway because I have like a favorite food and a bunch of different cuisines. So if you if you name whatever you name, if it's at the top of my list in that cuisine, I'll give it to you. As for food, like, are we going to are we going meals or are snacks allowed? No, no. Like all of mine are meals. Shit. Okay. that okay. that definitely. So it's not a snack? It's not a snack. I was going to say Oreos. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, they do hit, but like I was thinking more of like a... But also, that would be incorrect because they're not at the top of my cookie list. Oh, okay, okay. I have to think about that. Um, oh, I mean, Chips Ahoy. No, not man, even Chips Ahoy. You, you ate so much Chips Ahoy. I know, but it's not at the top. Okay, okay. Um, as for food, there was a time... Where you were only eating Trader Joe's mushroom ravioli, so I'm gonna oh, go with like Trader ravioli Joe's fettuccine with mushrooms. Oh, fettuccine with mushrooms, but you had ravioli too. Yeah, the ravioli was good. Okay, so I'm gonna say like fettuccine. Yeah, I I do I do love fettuccine. Yeah, that's good. I, I would say that's like my go-to Italian dish. So yeah, that, that, I'll, yes. I'd count that. Let's go. Okay. Uh, for you, I'm gonna go wings. I feel like that's an easy, Shit. it's an easy get. Yes, <laughs> that was a, that was pretty good. Yeah, wings are amazing. I think uh, other ones we could have, uh, I would put up there, for even both of us, tacos and sushi. Yes, both amazing. Yeah, San Antonio breakfast taco capital of the world. No cap. No cap. Don't even come try to dispute this. All right. What food do I hate? So uh I believe it's it's corn. I know that one for sure. Yes. That is it. It. You're I rem- good. I remember freshman year. Despise corn. I think like you were annoying me to the point where I said I I would put like the the juice at the bottom you get of canned corn oh, f- into a spray bottle. Oh. And just like 
That that was my oh, way of, of getting you to stop annoying uh, me in my bed. But yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, it's a thing, man. I don't know. I just have this weird taste aversion to the smell of canned corn or just corn in general. But I love popcorn, but just corn. But like corn uh, on the cob is so great. Like no. elotes. No, it is not. Not for not for me. This guy. What food do you have? Okay, this is kind of tough because you are not picky. You are not as picky as I am. No, because also you for a while were just like an actual carnivore. <laughs> okay. It's a new diet, man. Have you ever heard of the carnivore diet? Yeah, I've heard of it. I was just like, it was just so extreme because you just like refuse to have anything green at all. Keto, man, what the heck? Come on. Okay, so okay. I Food I do, do have a hate? couple. Uh, there's one thing that I've like definitively found that I hate now, but I'll I'll see if you can think of anything else. Was this a recent development? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's not. It's not exactly like a food, but I know that you really, really don't like fruit juice drinks. I'm just picky. I would, yeah, I think that's where I get picky with them. Like apple juice is probably okay. And then the rest of them, I'm just like, yeah, like grape juice. Gra- oh, God, no. Grape juice just reminds me of cough syrup. That's, oh, that's what I can say I'm pick- picky with. I have found out that I love grapes, but I hate grape flavored things. That's right. Grape flavored things. That's yeah. right. Okay. But it's the other way for strawberries where I love strawberry flavored things, but I don't actually eat strawberries. Okay. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for food that you hate. You're gonna have to lay it on me. I'm gonna have to take the L on it. So the the one that I've recently found out is I don't like marinara sauce. Whenever I get pasta or pizza, I always get like white or pesto. Word? Yeah. I, I realize I just oh. don't like the taste of it. I did not know this. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I definitely wouldn't have known that. It's not like an aversion to tomatoes, though, because I like I like salsa. I have ketchup. It's just something about marinara that does it. What about pizza sauce? Yeah, pizza. Like, whenever we go to, like, pizza press or mods, I always get pesto. But marinara is, like, literally almost the same as red sauce that you'd get on a pizza. Yeah. I, I choose not to get the red sauce. Oh. Okay. Interesting. What is my biggest pet peeve? You've got a couple. I'm going to say one that is very applicable for our college days. People that walk very slowly. (laughs) Or people taking the most inefficient route to go places. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say like slow walkers. I definitely hate. I hate. It's not so much slow walkers. I really despise people who lack spatial awareness. And so it's like Wait, so that so that really has nothing to do with slow walking. You know, it's like but like the problem with slow walkers is like if you are a slow walker who understands you are a slow walker and like Oh, you you like like move to the very right. And like, like yeah, you move like, to the like side. car rules. You but know? It, it's the people who are slow walkers who are walking in a line of five, blocking up the entire path and don't understand that there are people both behind them and also when people have come to them and they don't move to the right side of the road and they just all continue to walk oh my god it makes me so mad <laughs> i i make fun of you all the time for it but classic nick if you really want to like make fun of a quirk that he has is just like 
you know, if there's, <laughs> if he's like walking in front of you or like walking next, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just, just very, just quickly speed, like get like right behind them, speed up and do like a, like a drafting, like NASCAR move where you just like, like skirt around them and get right in front of them. Like that's, that's classic. Nick. Go, I've seen I him do it full m- shift, multiple times. Switch lanes, accelerate and then get back. Yeah. There's precision in it. It's fantastic. All right, what is what is my biggest pet peeve? All right, so so would you say that I that that was an acceptable answer? Yeah, yeah, yes. All right, what is my biggest pet peeve? Hmm, I've got a few. You you do got a few. I'm trying to think what like is this something you you're not particularly fond of? Like just an actual pet peeve? Um, no. Like I've got a few pet peeves. Like I will get pissed if this happens to me. You hate people singing happy birthday for you. You hate okay, attention that's, on your birthday. That's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. You've hated that every single year. Do not sing happy birthday to me. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. I hate that shit. I, I will say, I actually wasn't really thinking about that, um, but I'll give it to you um, because that is something I really do hate. The the one that I do or that that I I think is a lot more applicable um, because, you know, that all, that only happens to like once a year is bathroom etiquette. So, like, for example, if say that there are uh, three stalls oh, yeah, in a bathroom the stalls and the urinals. Oh, that takes me back to Jester. Yeah, I. OK, just so just so people can get an understanding. Say that there are three stalls in a bathroom. All right. Uh, and from left to right, we go one, two, and three. First off, if you are an asshole that goes into stall number two when there's no one in either stall one or three, you're just a bad person. Because if anyone has to go into that bathroom, they have to go into either one or three, they're sitting next to you and they're listening to your excrements. So proper etiquette is you go into either one or three, so you leave that middle one. Now, say that you are the right person and you go into either one or three there are two stalls left open if another person has to use the bathroom they should only go into stall number three i swear to god if i am in the first stall and you go into the stall number two and not stalling not into stall number three i am going to kick open your door and throw your head in the toilet i hate that shit Okay, anyway, yes. Acceptable answer for pet peeve. You hate that shit both literally and metaphorically. Of course. All right, what is my favorite TV show? All right. A lot of leeway here. There's a lot of leeway. I mean, like, we could navigate dramas, sitcoms, or anime. Any of them are a fair game. Let's go. Dang, dang. This is difficult. I guess Game of Thrones has to be up there for you. That's a safe bet. Um, Actually, not really. Really? Yeah. Then, then, okay, then I'll go like, what have you been watching a lot of in terms of anime? That was really long. Naruto? Uh, it's not my favorite anime, okay. actually. Dang. I don't know then. So this, so this is a, this is hard because 
I'm not entirely sure that I know the right answer. The the difficulty with being an Aries is that oh I <laughs> is that I just get into these moods where something something just encapsulates my full attention and I'll go down the rabbit hole and then I'll just completely forget about it maybe a week or two later and something else becomes my new obsession. So, but consistently, I think, okay, so you, so you kind of talked about like the drama kind of like TV aspect. I actually, I don't think I have an answer for that as far as like my favorite TV show. Yeah, actually, I don't have an answer for actual TV show. I mean, there's been a couple that are like really, really good and they're really impressed me. Breaking Bad, I loved oh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, but for anime, I will say it's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That for me, that is that is the that answer. is the most enjoyable show. That is the yeah. that I I have not had an experience like watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood for the first time ever. It's fantastic. So, but I don't fault you for not getting this question right because I don't really talk about TV all that much. Yeah. You just watch. Sorry, sorry, buddy. But you didn't get that part. Um, Psych. I mean, so Psych was the first show I ever binged, but like because that was like I guess when like Netflix streaming started. But I I wouldn't put it as my favorite because I just I feel like there was better shows afterwards. Okay, this this doesn't count, but I'm gonna give it an honorable mention. Is that you need you've like conditioned yourself to fall asleep. To stand up comedy. Yeah, that is very true. And it started, I don't know how. So I think I started watching, I think the first stand up I ever watched was like Russell Peters. And then like I laughed at it because I was like, I have to laugh at it. He is all the representation I have at the moment. Right. Um, and so that was like kind of the reason I got into stand-up comedy and then like the more and more brown comics became prevalent so like Aziz Ansari and then Kumail Nanjiani, Hasan Minhaj, Mindy Kaling, Just Rain even though he's not stand-up but and then like after that you just kind of digress into all of them but yeah so I thought stand-up was like a lot of people watch Netflix in bed right like a lot yeah. like you'll always watch something before you go to sleep but my thing is I hated watching something and then trying to figure out where I was in an episode or carrying like four episodes further while I was just asleep. Yeah. So you need to do like this investigation where, okay, I think I remember this part, but I don't remember this part. So I need to like just start it from here in the middle. Yeah. And stand up was this thing where like, I didn't really necessarily have to watch it where like I would watch for like the first five minutes and then just close my eyes. And I think just somebody speaking served as this like kind of white noise for me to fall asleep. It's the Bob Ross effect, man. Yeah. But the thing though is like what I'm thinking now is now that, you know, we're full adults out of college is like, I should start doing this with like educational podcasts and, you know, absorb knowledge in my sleep. And I tried it the other day. Does not work the same way as stand up does. They'll put me to bed. But also, yep. it's just like I've become too reliant on it, too. Like, it's really hard for me to fall asleep. Or I feel like I toss and turn a lot without it there. But yeah, that, that, I would say that's a, that is a, a good guess for my favorite TV show. I think one that I would put up there is Scrubs. 
as, as one of Fuck, my favorites. I was going to say Scrubs. I was going to say either Psych or Scrubs. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Damn. Okay. So we so we're currently sitting at six to five. Oh, you're keeping okay. All right. Um, yes, I'm keeping track. So what's something that always cheers me up when I'm sad? Cookies. Yeah. I mean that that's 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 an easy one. <laughs> okay. I mean, barring the obvious like seeing friends. Yeah. But I was gonna go for like the more like you specific. So it's like, you know, some you know, either like Chips Ahoy or Oreos or Milano's. Yeah. Dang, for you, I'm, I know you're off of it now, but for a while it was Red Bull. Damn it. Yeah, that's true. It's, I don't know, man. I'm I'm glad I kicked the Red Bull thing, but, okay, you know, you know what it was? Red Bull just brought me back to a very nostalgic time. My dad would drink energy drinks out of his ass and he and because there was just so much available in our house i just kind of also drank it too around like the end of um, elementary school and throughout middle school which is probably not a good time to be consuming taurine right so every me and my dad had this ritual he had to drive me 40 minutes across las vegas where which is where i lived during elementary school middle school um, to uh, this karate dojo because I did karate. Um, it, not every not every single day, but you know, like once a week because I was special. But um, and then every single time that car ride up uh, because forty minutes is kind of a long time. I don't know if you're in middle school, whatever. Uh, but he would always let me have a monster energy drink on the ride up just to get me wired for that for that you know intensive karate instruction so i don't know red and it would be red bull it would be monster but it just brought me back to a good time and also caffeine like helps to get you kind of like out of a situation it just kind of helps like force out the tiredness and just make you i don't know happier (laughs) or caffeine has this has this dopamine effect for me yeah i mean like i always drank soda but i never got into energy drinks because i just never liked the taste of them what did we do for our first date? <laughs> okay, so obviously this is a couple question, but I mean, essentially, uh, I know the okay, okay. So I know where we first bonded, but I also know where I actually first like talked to you, and I want to see if you know that. Was it was it during our um the the annual tournament that we host every year no uh dutch no the first time we talked the the first time we talked was not dutch it must have been during a debate tournament so we were in different periods right freshman year yeah, I was in the seventh period or our freshman yeah. year I was in the seventh period which is the novice period yeah but you had tennis seventh period. Oh, please, can we not? <laughs> so you had to go with the upperclassmen yeah. to eighth period. Yeah. So, so you were kind of the odd one out. Yeah. But so my first recollection of talking to you was at the novice tournament, I think at Lee. And, you know, it was like just four prelims and no out rounds. And like right. me, you, Sully, 
Andrew, whoever, like all went four and zero, right? And it's like yeah. it was as we were waiting for our plaques at the awards ceremony that I just kind of like leaned over and I was like, I don't know you, the other people I know from middle school, so I introduced myself then. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Okay, so then, so then where? So that's the first time that we, like we met and talked. Yeah. But what was the first time that we like, bonded? I gotta say Dutch then. Yeah, Dutch. Even yeah, it was though, probably Dutch. Yeah. Because like, oh, as stressful as Dutch can be, it was always fun for like at least one hour. Yeah. When like, you know, there was downtime, especially yeah. the end of the tournaments when there was just out rounds and there wasn't rooms you had to constantly check up on. For anybody that is lost in this conversation, sorry, you know, this is this is debate. We always have to talk about debate every episode. It's weird. But... Uh, our high school hosted a tournament, uh, a debate tournament, and it's the job of everyone on the debate and speech team to essentially run the tournament. So you were getting rooms prepped, you were making sure judges knew where they were going, competitors knew where they were going, um, and yeah, you're just basically the people that were running ballots between rooms. So you ha- you were the people that made the tournament kind of function and happen. So we would set up, you know, checkpoints, you know, at various uh, T or intersections of the hallways, and there'd be like little squads. Um, so, so yeah. So I think I think that's fair to say that's the first time they actually like really like bonded and talked was just in the downtime between um, rounds were going on. Yeah. But I, hmm, I can. Re- we've had a couple of like dates. Like, where it's just you and me chilling? Dude, couple is a, a lowballing it by a lot. There's so many times where we just go out and, like, do very coupley stuff. Uh, there was a time where we saw, or you saw three movies back to back to back. I saw only two. Yeah. Oh, wait. Slightly illegal. We bought tickets to see. All these movies, we definitely did not hop <laughs> we saw, <laughs> from theater so to theater. I saw, I think it was X-Men Days of the Future Past. And then you came yep. and we saw Godzilla yep. and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Right. Which I technically maneuvered into because I was only 16 at the time. Yes. So, <laughs> it was, so that's good. We... <laughs> I think the most coupley thing we've ever did was go to Six Flags together. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I got a picture with Tweety Bird. Yeah. Oh my god. Six Flags was fun. I was gonna say that or Lock and Terra, the mall. Oh, we've been to Lock and Terra a couple times. Yeah. For like Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I don't okay, like... I think I I'm gonna give us both points for that. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. What is my biggest fear? Oh man. Um good question. Also a deep question. <laughs> so we'll try not to get too mean here. Biggest fear. Um well let's see, you're a Virgo and you're a type seven Enneagram. Yeah. A lack of security. Mm. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's one. 
Shit. All right. Fuck. I I thought, or maybe maybe you were a type six. No, you were a type. No, seven. I'm I'm a seven. Was it security? Shit. I I can't remember what those were. Um. Your biggest fear. Oh, okay. Hold on. When we say fear, do we mean like a phobia, like something that you're like actually like physically, tangibly afraid of? So the what I'm thinking of, I have two fears that probably other people have too. And I, because I was I, thinking philosophically, and I, and I also have a phobia. You're okay with heights. I don't think. Yeah. I think you're okay with climb. Oh, you hate horror movies. Like, literally any type of horror movie. Yeah. But I feel like... Okay. I feel... So, I recently, like, I've tried to grow out of that. Well, I'll watch... I will watch a horror movie if it's, like, critically acclaimed. So, like... I went to go see It because I'm like, well... The cinephile in me means I have to watch it. Like, right. the same with, like, The Nightmare on Elm Street or, like, Psycho or Silence of the Lambs. It's like, well, I have to see those eventually because those are critically acclaimed. But I'm not going to watch, like, Insidious, some trashy horror movie just because. How dare you? I remember our second debate camp that we went to the summer after uh, our sophomore year. Me and a bunch of other campers desperately tried to get you to watch insidious with us and you were so stubborn you did not budge one second like you were like hell no i'm not watching this movie i went back to our room and i watched the wolf of wall street but um, yeah, it was a good movie That's but that, movie. that was the first time i was watching it it was not like i was like re-watching it over and over again but okay so then other than like horror movies i don't think that's a i don't think it's a sufficient answer so I was going to say, um, one, I'm afraid of being alone, not like like uh, physically. Like it's not like I'm afraid of the dark or like intruders, but like I need of people like to loneliness. thrive. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of loneliness. Okay, that's fair. And I, I also have thalassophobia, which is, is I, I can't do deep, dark waters like if you put me in a 20 foot pool, I'm fine. Cause like I can see the bottom, but like if I'm in a lake or an ocean, I will not go farther than I can stand because I just don't Dude, know what's that beneath is, me. That is new information to me. I did not know you had that. Well, also I'm just trying to think about the number of times where you've been in that situation with me. I feel like it's something that I like, like my sister wanted to go, uh, whatchamacallit, scuba diving, snorkeling. And I was like, Nope, not for me. Even if it was in like a lake where there was zero probability of a shark coming up and eating you? Yeah, still just like, no. Okay. Wow, that's new information to me. I did not know that. All right, what is what is my biggest fear? I don't fear anything. I feel like, I feel like this I is too myself. much of a common one, but like dying young. Yeah, that sucks, but it's not my biggest fear. Thing. Um, more and more i'm 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 kind of like if it happens it happens but if i got like cancer now i would definitely be bummed out about it but it's uh, it's not like a fear that i live with hmm. then i probably have to go with no i was gonna i was just gonna say corn again um <laughs> that is fair but no not quite like a fear or phobia i have to ask that again yeah um I'm going, I'm going to say a phobia, 
but it's a very, very niche phobia. I'm not going to fault you if you don't get it. You're good with clowns. I'm okay with clowns. But think in that kind of like space. Like it's not like, you know, heights or open spaces. Like it's like things. Like clowns or spiders. I don't know. Is it just like masked killers? Not really. Okay. Then. Yeah, I can't. Chucky the killer doll. Oh. Yeah, we've talked about this. Like for like. Annabelle, whatever, you know, like it, it, at least it's not like moving and there aren't facial expressions, like whatever, right? Six or seven years old, me and my cousins watched Child's Play. Um, Actually, no, I didn't even intentionally watch it. I just walked in the room. I was like, what are y'all doing? They're like, we're watching a movie. I'm like, okay, I'll sit down and watch. The worst. I was scarred. To the point where like four or five years ago, I was scrolling through Netflix. I saw Child's Play pop up just on the screen, you know, of just like the lit, the queue of movies. I closed that laptop and I had to do like some breathing exercises because that was horrible. My heart was beating. I was like, hell no. I will say, though, I am slowly working out of this fear. I recently watched clips from the new child's play movie where mark hamill did the voice so i'm doing pretty good but yeah no not can't quite give it to you on that one but i mean i also don't fault you for not getting it it's very 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 niche all right so we are at eight to seven all right so what are my long term what are my long-term goals and that can include career educational whatever so i know long term md or do mm-hmm. working in pediatrics i don't know specifically what or or if you switch to generalist maybe but somewhere I'll, in that realm i'll definitely give you that because i've talked to you many a time about being being a pediatrician now i'm like not so sold on it a because i'm not in med school yet so why are you even picking you know your your field if you're not even in it and also like i don't know if i'm actually going to hate it so you know it is what it is but i will give you that yes that is a that is definitely a long-term goal that i have um i'm going to say a joke long-term goal i think a long-term goal that you have is to be a full-time soccer dad not by i Yes, but like it, soccer dad in the sense of like it's not necessarily soccer. It's like yeah. a, a basketball dad, like an AAU dad. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> but serious answer, I'm probably going to say as far as a career goes, finding some weird marriage between a statistician and some like a sports related commentary field. Yeah. Something that kind of marries the two together. Yeah, I mean, like, realistically, the closest I most likely will be able to get is sports analytics. And even that is, like, really hard to get your foot in the door. It's a lot more working in insurance and banking for data analytics before you can get into sports. But um, hopefully that's what I can do. I mean, ideally, right, like, 
in some imaginary world, it's like a Bill Simmons, the ringer concept where you have your own show or Nate Silver-esque type stuff where it's just numbers and sports all day long. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty accurate. Um, What three things do I like most about you? Are you <laughs> answering for me or can I, am I saying? That? I'm, I think I'm answering for you. So I'm trying to guess what really? aspects of my personality no, 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 no. or body That's or whatever so that you like about me. That's so weird. <laughs> so this is humble bragging, but whatever. Okay. Um, I think that you like my arms. No. <laughs> what? Your arms? My arms is in like my triceps and my biceps. Not necessarily in like a sexual way, no. but like you're no. like, you told me one time you're like, dude, I wish I had like, for example, like I told you like, hey, I wish I was as tall as you. You said like, oh, well, I wish I had like your arms. Yeah. You, 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 your arms are just so defined. Yeah. Yeah. Because I work out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's not like. Is that an acceptable answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was going on like a deeper personality level. Okay, but is that an acceptable answer? Yeah, sure. That's okay. Well, then that's it. (laughs) Okay. I wouldn't um, say it's most, but okay. Okay. Um, What three? Okay, so two other things. Um, I'm going to say you appreciate my spontaneity. Oh, that's controversial. This is controversial because I think this is also one of the things that you dislike about me the most. I So the thing that was like... Or an, it annoys you, rather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm okay for, like... Actually, no, I can't even say okay. I like plans. Even though I don't make plans, I like... If, if something has been agreed upon, we're sticking to what has been agreed upon. Okay, so I'm not thinking like, I'm not thinking of spontaneity like, hey, let's just do this. I'm thinking more like, I'm quirky, you know, just like out of the blue, I'll say something funny. Oh, or... boy. So th- th- here's the problem is like, I feel like our humor, the, the reason we're good friends is if, if we if we took our, our senses of humor as two different circles in a Venn diagram, right? Um, That middle portion of the Venn diagram is enormous right like our circles are almost lying on top of each other sure but yeah there is a small sliver in either one of our circles that like we just don't understand and what really like what really makes me cringe is when you find somebody <laughs> I hate how I'm saying this <laughs> you'll find somebody who you can engage with on that sliver and it's just like it all unleashes immediately and I don't know how to process the information because I'm like, I don't understand the jokes. I'm like, give me, give me an example. I'm going to need a tangible example because I like my sense of humor. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, be proud. I mean, I'm proud of it. I'm 90% proud of your humor too, okay? Okay. But like, like, oh, Angela. Angela is a perfect example of where that humor aligns. Oh, so like, for example, like when me and Angela get together, just something flips yeah. in me and I just become like, okay, I, okay, now, okay, I understand now. I understand. So we have, so we have a mutual friend, Angela, um, very good friend. Um, w- but for whatever reason, whenever me and her are in the same room and 
we we vibe very well on a specific very niche kind of humor it's very memey um it's very annoying but we just bring out the worst of each other in that way and that definitely gets on your nerves i can i can definitely sense that okay i understand um i'm gonna say the last thing that you like about me the most is my ability to rapidly switch between work and play oh i didn't even think about that but yeah yeah true because when it's go time it's go time yeah cool i'm gonna can i can i can i put in what i actually had like the one that you missed yes but i'm gonna give myself those points anyway so okay but yeah what what did what did you think i was gonna go uh my, my number one was sincerity or ingenuity uh, oh, you mean, you mean sincerity as in like, I'm not ingenuine or I am genuine. You are very genuine. Oh, okay. With your, with your actions, with your words, right? There's, there's very little times where you speak, uh, with hidden motives, mm. if at all. Okay. So, yeah. This is true. Are there any others? No, I was just saying like that was that was the number one at the top of my list. The other one. So like, that's so that's all that you like about me. Just you know that. After that, <laughs> let's see. I'm I'm kidding. I probably no, you don't like. No, no. Honestly, I have another one. As much as it's annoyed me at times, I f- like I love your interactions within on within animate objects. <laughs> what like th- sometimes sometimes it can be annoying but sometimes like it really brightens up my day to just like watch you like have a conversation or like scream at like the corner of a bed <laughs> <laughs> i i sound like a very very complex individual and it's true i am very complex but i'll yes the co- the compliments keep feeding me the compliments i love it Okay. Okay. I love screaming at inanimate objects too. So it is what it is, but okay. So I'll, I'll go. What three things, no, 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 you go. What three things do I like most about you? I need to think a little bit, but yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go the hair first and foremost. Beard. Well, you can start with beard specifically. Yes or no. no. Really? That would be a no. 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 We've talked as far about as... this though. What? Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like how your beard looks on you. But I do not want a beard like that. I don't want your beard. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. Um Are these personality traits or like physical traits now? Uh that wasn't the top of my physical trait. Than height, yeah, it's height. Okay, <laughs> I wish I was taller. That's just it is what it is, man. Yeah, this is weird the way we structured this. Where I have to guess my own stuff. Um, this is no. This shows how self-deprecating we are. That <laughs> we're like, how could people possibly like anything about us? Um, <laughs> it's, it's very illuminating. 
sounds almost like an interview. Uh, let's say lightheartedness. Yeah. 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 It's it's not it's not number one or two, but it's definitely up there. Okay. Yes. You I, I do like how you have a very healthy amount of call it cynicism, call it light heartedness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like not saying that you're not a serious person when you need to be or when you want to be, but just like, you know, jokes. You like jokes. You like yeah. cracking jokes. It's good. It's very healthy. I I don't like with I'll tell you, I don't like being around a hundred percent serious people. It just bums me out. So yes. Hmm. Well, the last thing one or two. Maybe my ability to learn from mistakes. Yes. Yes. That is definitely numero uno. Because I certainly have difficulty with that situation. So seeing a living example of someone that makes mistakes and then decides not to implement them again is very, very, very good. I will say, though, procrastination is, eh, you know, still a working thing. Yeah, but definitely a working thing. So it is with me. But, yeah, I would say that that would be number one. Height was number two. Okay. Um, you got to be honest. And then, yeah, lightheartedness is definitely up there. Um, honorable mention, I will say I... I appreciate the stability that you bring. I'm stable. Which is why, yes, which is why, which is why I thought it would be your biggest fear. Um, I maybe it's just because you've been like a very, very, very constant presence in my life. But you know, I'm I'm a military brat. I move around, right? So I have friends, but I've never had like a. You know, like, or no, I have had a best friend before, but it was young, whatever. But like, um, but I, I appreciate the stability that you bring to my life because otherwise it would be very chaotic yeah, yeah. and um, impulsive. So uh, you are a very, you're like a rock figure. You're an anchor figure for me. I need someone to say like, what are you doing? That's stupid. Or why are you screaming at a chair? You know, like so that I don't go off the deep end, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it goes uh, vice versa, right? Like the me doing Duel of the Fates music during the midst of finals week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then I'm there encouraging it because yeah. I love it. All right, last one. If I could be any animal, what would I be? Uh, Pretty simple. Um, We've had this since the beginning of, of the relationship, a bear, but more specifically a black bear. Brown bear. Brown bear. That was close. Brown bear. Brown bears are bigger. Are we talking about grizzlies? Brown bear. Oh, well, grizzly is a species of brown bear, I gotcha. think. But brown bear is a little bit more whatever. Um, you, I think. I was gonna say a kudu, but it's it's a giraffe. Yeah, it's a giraffe. It's gotta be a giraffe. Fantastic. That took a lot longer than I expected, but hopefully. The listeners will appreciate us getting a little bit more introspective. Yeah. That's whatever. All right. So now we're going to move on to sports. And I'm going to put like, I'm going to find an MP3 of like, 
like a free mp3 of like a ball dribbling i'm gonna put it here <laughs> like, <laughs> all right and go great so uh first off we have uh news on the nba bubble so last time we talked about dwight howard um debating between whether or not he was going to resume the season or sit out the season but uh, he seems to have found a nice compromise where he is donating the rest of his pay from the regular season at least to um black lives to the black lives matter movements or other movements uh with similar causes patty mills of the san antonio spurs good day mate patty Good day, Patty. Has also proceeded to donate the rest of his salary, which is, I think, is something like one point seven million dollars. It's um, a so much, so much money. Um. So yeah, they're both doing great things. Um. Along with that, now the NBA has allowed a lot of players to put custom slogans on the back of their jerseys instead of the last names. There's like a certain list of messages that are NBA approved, um, such as Black Lives Matter or. George Floyd or Justice for Brianna. Um, LeBron, surprisingly, has decided to stick with James on the back of his shirt, but he applauds anybody else who chooses to use a custom slogan. I was wondering if you you have any insight as to why he may have done that. Um, I don't I don't have any insight about why he may need to do it, but I'm gonna be honest, if Anyone could do it. I think it would be LeBron. And the reason why I say that is because, first and foremost, he's the best player in the NBA, so he can do whatever he wants. So who's going to shit on him for that? But I also think that he has a track record of doing things that, of, of doing a lot more than words. Like, for God's sakes, he opened up an entire school, yeah. you know, in in his hometown. So... There's that. Um, he and a, uh, a couple of other players at the ESPYs, you know, they stood up. Um, I think when the Michael Brown uh, protests initially happened and they openly talked about, you know, being uh, athletes, which is where I think the shut up and dribble um, slogan came from. And of course, yeah. all the fallout from that. Um, so he has been a consistent spokesperson um, for black issues and... You know, if if he doesn't want to put a slogan on the back of his jersey, whatever. I'm not too mad about it because he has because he has a track record of doing so much more tangible things um, under his belt. So, frankly, you know, whatever. And also, like again, he's the best player in the NBA. He can do whatever he wants. But I think the service record makes it not as big of a deal. But yeah. yeah, but that's I don't. But as for insight, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm I'm eager to see which players will use the opportunity to change the back of the jerseys. Um, but yeah, again, nothing against LeBron for not doing it. Um, and further news from the NBA bubble: Lou Williams will now have to quarantine for a certain amount of days. Will miss two, at least two of the eight regular season games because he went to a gentleman's club in Magic City with Jack Harlow. What's popping? <laughs> so brand new whip just hopped in. I don't know if you could make a more hilarious headline up, but like the crossover, the fact that they were 
there's just so many things that went wrong. It's so Lou Will too. Like that is such a Lou William <laughs> headline. Like, come on, man. But that's so fun. Wait, it was with Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jesus. What's popping? This positive coronavirus test. And then uh, moving on to football. The Washington football team. That is the name, at least for the interim, for the formerly known as Washington Redskins. Now, mind you, for people that aren't in the NFL or football spheres, the this conversation has been happening for seven, eight years. You know, it, it was it was already controversial um, that they would have that name. Uh, but now just, you know, all these protests um, are really catalyzing change. Um, and the, the executives, you know, hopped in the bunker and talked it out. And apparently they thought the Washington football team is their answer. Now, I've been listening to a bunch of other takes about the issue and they're not too mad at the name i mean for the past couple of years fans weren't even referring to themselves as redskins fans they were saying washington fans or you know my team is washington so there's not really too much of a change um branding wise obviously you know doing an entire new brand for a multi-billion dollar franchise is difficult um but uh, I, now, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show about this situation, um, and he said, like, he's actually not really too mad at it because the because when you say or when, when the press coverage comes out and you say, so we have decided on the Washington football team uh, for the interim, it is pending to change. Uh, so if it changes, you know, whatever. So don't get married to the idea of the Washington football team. It's kind of a win-win situation because people weren't really referring to themselves as Redskins fans anyway. They're just saying Washington. So if your name is just the Washington football team and people don't mind it or if they even like it, then you could just be like, oh, okay, we'll just keep it. But if people really don't like the Washington football team, then you'll say, well, we made a statement that said it would change. So just give us some more time because, you know, changing an entire name for an NFL franchise is difficult and takes weeks, if not months. So, you know, Whatever, but I when the first headline came out about the Washington football team, I was like, how lazy is this? <laughs> it it sounded lazy, if I'm being honest, but now that it's kind of explained to me that I'm not too mad about it. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, think, I, I think from, from an executive standpoint, maybe they're, they're – I think the decision-making process went a little close to, well, we just need to eliminate the Redskins um, – like term now and if in a if a name couldn't be agreed upon it was like so what like we're at a point where this has got to go um and i think like eventually they'll find their name i've seen like a bunch of pitches for other names like war hogs um warriors or i think red tails or red wings whatever the planes are called red tails red tails right so um, you know, a, a little adjustments that like would keep within the color scheme, at least, um, like the overall theme of the team. I'm, I'm very interested to see how far the name changing, 
um, catalyst will go. For example, you know, now that, you know, the, uh, the name Redskins has been taken out, will the Kansas City Chiefs maybe consider, you know, renaming? Or how about the Cleveland Indians, you know, where their their logo is literally like a, a red-faced Native American, like a caricature. In terms of, like, teams being problematic, I, w- I would definitely rank the Cleveland Indians being as a team that needs to change far sooner than, than the Chiefs. But also I think the other issue is with stuff like the Redskins, and I, I don't like this isn't to say that it's not a reason to change, but it does become more interesting when that team is actually relevant in the league at the moment. And so sure, like they're going to become the Washington football team. They got Chase Young now. They're still gonna probably be at the bottom of their division. Meanwhile, True. you have the Chiefs who like have just become branded as like this new team who just won the Super Bowl, who just signed Mahomes segue into a $500 million 10-year deal. Something that's like as prevalent as that compared to Washington. I think it becomes a bit more um, eye-opening because they're on a, they have they have a larger platform. I wouldn't even know what to do with five hundred million dollars. Like, well, I, <laughs> like I, I looked at the breakdown, right? So he is making, get this, he's making ninety six dollars a minute over the course of the next ten years. How how much is guaranteed? I don't know how much is guaranteed. Mm. But but if he gets all five hundred and three million over the next ten years. $96 a minute. I mean, like... I'd the, be lucky to make that much in an hour towards the end of my career. Yeah. Same. But... It's just an exorbitant amount of money. It's it's ridiculous. It's 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 crazy how much sport... How much more popular sports has gotten. You know, it's I, I was reading an article. It was very interesting to see that, like, near the end of the year... The Chiefs were only a like one hundred and seventeen or one hundred and seventy-seven, whichever those numbers, like almost like little under two hundred dollars below the salary cap, and then they managed to squeeze out a five hundred million dollar deal extension with their quarterback. Like, honestly, props to the chief executives for figuring out how to do this or whatever kind of convincing they had to do. And it makes sense. Like this is a young quarterback MVP just went, just, you know, finished getting his chip and now you've locked him down for 10 more years. Yeah. Ridiculous. I think ultimately what they're trying to do is exactly what they might have like disserviced Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees with. Cause if you think about like the first time, they won their Super Bowls, maybe like at this point, what is it, eight, nine years ago? Um, and they were young. Mahomes is way younger, right, after winning his first Super Bowl. But they were younger. Um, and they had like these series of multiple deals over the course of the next 10 years. And I think trying to lock him in is like high hopes to continue. But if you look at like Aaron Rodgers, right? Like a lot of people would say that the Packers have wasted the rest of his career after that first Super Bowl. 
Do they say these things? Yeah. I mean, like, they haven't selected a first-round wide receiver in the past eight years and have solely relied on Devontae Adams. And then this year, when they actually have the opportunity to do so again, they Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Not, but the difference is, is that the dude that they picked wasn't even the best quarterback yeah. in his class. No, like they could have, they. I think Jalen was still available. Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't know who else was above him, but like, okay, so Burrow, Tua, and Hilbert had already gone. Yep. Yeah. So you have at least you still have at least Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. And then on the converse side to the um, to the chief situation, how in the hell? And this is me going off on a tangent a little bit. How in the hell did the Patriots lock down Cam Newton for a million, dude? Like Patrick Mahomes gets five hundred million dollars for ten years. Cam Newton a season for one million. Like, what are these people doing? So the thing is, like, I really, I I'm a firm believer. Like the the more and more I dive deeper into this is that like there are narratives that are really built up into like a lot of these quarterbacks and the way that they perform. Uh, the most clear one you can see is Colin Kaepernick with the association that he was not a good quarterback. And that is the reason he did not get signed after kneeling when like. If you look at his stats, he's better than he's like a top 10 starting quarterback in each of the past five seasons. Right. And like there's so many worse people who have started over him. So many worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see that. And then to continue, Cam Newton won an MVP, got to a Super Bowl. After that, they had a little drop-off. They still had CMC. They didn't get the same results that they wanted. But rather than say, oh, maybe we need to build around Cam Newton and help him out, right? It was this, he has failed us. He has dropped off. He has, like, he's past his peak. Mm -hmm. And they took the initiative to sign Teddy Bridgewater, of all people. And I was like, okay, that's very interesting. And then, meanwhile, Jameis Winston couldn't find a job for a while when he had the most passing yards, I think, but also the most interceptions or something like that in, um, in this past season. Jalen Hurts? No, Jameis Winston. Oh, Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they took him, or the Saints took him as a backup quarterback. And again, like, I'm just looking around the league, right? And... There are plenty of teams that I can point out where Jameis, Cam, Colin are hands down better quarterbacks than the ones who are already there. First through third string. We can start with like Derek Carr on the Raiders. What? Marcus Mariota is backup for Derek Carr. That's what you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me Justin Hobart is going to be a starting quarterback for this L.A. Chargers because of Rivers is gone. Rip Rivers, man. That's an OG. 
Right. It's just like there's like these unbelievable decisions that are being made. And I really think it's like uh, like once the narratives have been built about certain athletes just can't compete anymore, it really sticks and it's difficult for them to find stuff. And I'm pretty sure Cam just got taken advantage of because Belichick was like, look, like Belichick being the guy he is, is like smart and understands the league. And my guess is he understands that Cam wasn't going to get signed anywhere else. And he says, you know, I'll give you the starting position so you don't have to be a backup behind anybody. But with that, here's the million dollars and that's it. One million. That's this is an MVP you're talking to that. I don't know. I feel bad for Cam, but also like I'm I, I do also understand that there probably wasn't any other team that was going to give him a chance, yeah. quite honestly. So sucks that he got, you know, raw dogged out of only having a season for a million dollars. But at the same time, this is a proving ground. You know, he can really show the haters what's good mm-hmm. under Belichick too. Like that's not also a bad coach to be taught and coached under too. I just thought of more teams. Um, Give me a second. Chicago scenario, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Unless it's playoff Nick Foles, you could start Colin Cap. Or, uh, yeah, you could start Kaepernick or Cam over them. Um, then let's go to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Who? What? USC? Looks like the bully from Toy Story. Why? He is the bully from Toy Story. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gardner Minchu. I love Gardner, but he's not a caliber. He's not high enough caliber to be a starting quarterback for the Jaguars. Not over Kaepernick or, or Cam. Yeah. Definitely not. I think I think every other team. Oh, Redskins, Case Keenum. Um, no, Nick, the Washington football team. Sorry, the Washington football team. We just discussed <laughs> that. Case Keenum. Um, Giants. Who are the Giants starting? What What's the What's the new guy's name? Dan. Is it Chase Daniel? Something like that. But like, but okay. So the the farthest one I'd go to. The farthest one I'd go to say is that they could even replace Jimmy G. I don't know about that one, fam. I really believe the 49ers were carried by their defense, by George Kittle, and maybe like Matt Breida. But if you had Colin Cap on this past season's 49ers, they would have won. In a yeah, land. actually, no. I 100% agree. Cap would have shredded them. He has so many weapons. But Jimmy G, he's he's a nice guy. Look at that. He's just so handsome. I put Colin. Colin's more handsome than Jimmy. I'll say that I, much, too. Yeah, probably. All right. How do you think Dak Prescott is feeling, you know, like looking at you know, on the one extreme, he's got Mahomes getting extended for five hundred million, and on the other hand, Cam Newton, both of them former MVPs, you know, but only getting one million. So I think the problem here is he's really highballing it and asking for a lot because of the Mahomes deal. But I think it is very clear that he's not worth that much, especially when the Cowboys went eight and eight and missed the playoffs last year, right? And, yep. like, no doubt he has potential and he has talent. We've seen it. 
We've seen it in little glimpses, but he has yet to like put together a Super Bowl caliber season with it. And so like it, it is like I understand that it's a risk that the Cowboys are taking on him, but also Jerry Jones is probably kind of racist. But that's another thing. So eh, maybe a little. It's like what do you want to attribute it to? But like ultimately, like he should get paid. I don't think he should get what Mahomes got paid. Definitely don't think he should get paid what Cam got paid, but what's going to happen is if he doesn't take what he has already, he's going to end up like Colin or Cam, and he's going to be labeled as problematic and not be signed again, which I would hate to see. Yeah, because he, he's a good quarterback, yeah. definitely. I mean, you don't turn around the Cowboys into a, you know, a positive record or at least getting into playoff contention if you weren't, but... Yeah, you just got to manage your expectations, yeah. you know. You're definitely not fresh off of a chip or an MVP season. Um, so you're probably not worth that much, but whatever, man. But another news, Seahawks fly. No, that's Eagles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Shows you how much I know about football. Man. But um, yeah, so Jamal Adams, I think a few a couple weeks ago, requested a trade from the Jets. And they finally made it happen. They sent him, I think, like a fourth rounder to um, the Seahawks for two first rounders and like a veteran safety. But, I mean, Legion of Boom. There looks like together the Seahawks are just putting like the next decade's Legion of Boom. It's... It's looking good, man. I like the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson had a pretty good season this year. Yeah. He did. He, he did a very good season. So, you know, Jamal is definitely going to bring him a good defensive edge. This is why you need to get Twitter. Did you see Twitter beef between Jamal and Le'Veon? No. It's not beef. All right. But basically, Le'Veon subtweeted Jamal Adams. He was like, it's so funny how dudes will, you know, convince you to move to another team and then will dip out before i don't know it's just it's it's so funny how like the internet got you acting weird and then jamal adams is like lol see you week 14 dang so it's so funny it, it's true Le'Veon. i don't know if Le'Veon made the right decision by by leaving the steelers to go um to the jets but yeah that's why you need to get twitter man just for little moments like that little moments Lastly, in terms of football, uh, as I have heard and received emails about, UT football will continue to sell tickets for this season with the stadium being at a 50% capacity, not 25%. Keep in mind that DKR holds 100,000 people. So we are still at a 50,000 people attending a football game most likely i do not understand how this is safe even with face masks people will not be six feet apart what on earth is happening nick you don't understand it's only fifty thousand people in that stadium (laughs) and you know i just read a headline it was like mlb play like 11 mlb players just tested positive for coronavirus there are zero people in that stadium. 
Yeah. So if these players, I mean, mind you, these are college athletes. These are not professional athletes. But all I'm saying is that, like, if professional athletes who arguably have better health teams um, and are because more there's more money in it, so more people are invested. If professional athletes are still getting positive for coronavirus and there's zero people in the stadium, how do you think college athletes are going to fare with 50,000 people in that stadium? And it's not just for the athletes. It's like, say that, I don't know, I mean, we've, You've been in stadiums before. If you see, if it's 50% capacity, ideally you'd have a seat between everybody. That That's still not six feet apart. Like you can, you can reach and touch another person. You know, if there's, if there's, even if there's a seat between you. So if I'm sneezing on you, I am, I'm definitely getting you. Like it, I don't know, man. It's just 50,000 people is a lot. And what is it? Um, and, and also during like really intensive games, you know that even though DKR has like a hundred thousand capacity rating, there are well over a hundred thousand people because people are sneaking in that bit all the time and rushing the gates. Mm-hmm. Like that freaking LSU game was a nightmare, and there were well, I'm sure that there were about a hundred and. 10,000 people in that stadium. Yeah. Maybe. Like, it's just because you cap it at 50,000, there's no guarantee that that's going to be a hard cap because people are always going to sneak in. And that's still 50,000 people, bro. Like, I don't know, man. But this also might be the year we finally win a Big 12 championship. We're back. Oklahoma is that it's, is that the weakest it's been in a while? And the weakest it's been in a while is a five-star freshman QB recruit. So Oklahoma is still pretty strong, but it's the best chance we have considering their last three quarterbacks were Heisman caliber Jalen Hurts and then Heisman award-winning Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. That That makes me so angry. As a as a UT student, just looking at OU and like the caliber, yeah, of QBs they got. I don't know, man. But you know, CD Lamb is gone too. Hopefully, we got a shot. Here's hoping, man. But I'm definitely not going to any UT football games. Oh, shit, that reminds me, I didn't buy the alumni lifetime thing. Still think you can. Okay, I will. Yeah. I still need to get that. Speaking of impulsive decisions. Man, I uh, okay, I didn't I didn't show you this before, but I created <laughs> I want to stream on Twitch. I really do. It's just I don't know, it's just like a fun little thing for anyone that doesn't know if they're not in the gamer circles, Twitch is a streaming uh service that is owned by Amazon. Uh, very popular. People mainly stream video games on there, but you can also do random things like just chatting. Um, there's a fair amount of people on TikTok that stream on Twitch and they do like political commentary or they do debates. It's it, it's very interesting what you could do here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share the screen with you real quick. Okay, can you see it now? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to show you what I've been working on. I've been working on my profile picture for my Twitch <laughs> account. I, I just see you have Microsoft Paint open. Because <laughs> I don't know how to use any other. <laughs> I can't use Photoshop. I don't oh have Photoshop. It's Microsoft I have, Paint. I, it's not even 3D Paint. It's 2D Paint from like 2007. Well, it's a profile picture. You don't. It doesn't need to be. Okay, but anyway, so um, I'm I'm merging the two nicknames that I've had. All right, you know, Brown Bear, right? Mm-hmm. And also bikes. So it's a bear on a bike. <laughs> Look, that's top quality. But wait, you might as well just take the little, little bit from that from that uh, show on Cartoon Network. The- oh, like um. The, the 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 bear one? Yeah. There's gotta no, be like that's a, that's copyrighted, bro. Yeah, but like, if it's just your personal Twitch thing, it's not like a pop. Not like, unless you're planning on getting like a million followers, then. Well, I'm not, you know, a million followers, but also I just don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with copyright if I don't have to. Yeah. So I just looked up an image of a bear on a bike, and I I traced it. And I just colored it in. Now, mind you, I didn't do this with like a pen or any other like image software. I just used my mouse. <laughs> I was just, I was just so carefully outlining it. So it's a bear on a bike. So hey, if you if you see me on Twitch, I'll let y'all know. But quickly speaking on your on your other nickname on bikes and, and where that begins. Um, my sister also recently participated in a program you did while at UT. Correct. The Business Foundations program. And, and during that program, they have to compete in uh, a sort of like, if you've ever played the Lemonade Stand game on Cool Math for Kids, that's what I equate it to. God, you, you really just showed your age right there. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, essentially just have to run a business with like this small group of people. And the, the business that everybody has to run is a bike shop. And, you know... uh adjusting to supply and demand making all these whatever decisions i uh, was a ceo of manufacturing you get to see how you, how your business performs but uh, my sister's group uh chose to name their bike shop bikels i was so proud when you told me that i was so incredibly proud and i thought your sister didn't like me <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that she named it that i was like oh yes I th- I think half of it is that, and the other half is her. The other members of her group were just well read in memes too. Oh, fantastic! So so that worked out well. But they they seem to have a blast with that with naming their bikes like Benefer and Rathew and whatnot. But yeah, um, speaking of things that we would like to continue, though, you said you've gone off of chess. Yeah, the chess was okay. I mean, I'll I'll play every now and then, but you know, it's I, I'm the craze for me has definitely kind of dropped off. But the cra the thing that has consistently kind of held my interest since um actually the winter is Dungeons and Dragons. So incredibly nerdy and I love it. My sister actually got me hooked on Critical Role. Um they're very, very, very popular um among people that like D D. Um, and basically what it is, is it's a uh, bunch of voice actors 
So they do voiceover, they do video games. Um, and if you've played a video game, you've definitely probably heard at least one of their voices in it. Like they are so incredibly like talented. But every single Thursday, they sit down at a table and they play a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Their first campaign, which started a few years ago, has 115 episodes. And mind you, each episode is between three to four hours long. And they're on their second campaign right now, which episode 104, 104 will air this Thursday. And um, so keep in mind that these episodes are between three to four hours long every single time, sometimes or even five hours. I began watching their second campaign in during winter break. So from between winter break to now, I have consumed what's 103 times 3? One or 309. I've consumed about three or at minimum 309 hours of Dungeons and Dragons content from these people alone. Like it's I'm I'm absolutely 100% hooked. And now that I I'm a hunt, now I'm actually caught up. So I'm watching it live as it happens. They had to take a hiatus because of coronavirus they were figuring everything out but uh, so they actually took like about two month three month hiatus but when they started streaming back up again on twitch like three weeks ago they had a hunt over a hundred thousand live viewers that is ridiculous so anyway so ever since the winter break i've been just completely hooked with dungeons and dragons and i swear to you nick i swear to god one of these episodes I'm going to create a little, it's called a one shot, which is I'm going to be dungeon mastering a little uh, adventure that I create for you and you're going to participate in it. Sounds like a plan. I swear to God it's going to happen. All right. But anyway, I love it. So the the last couple of things that I was going to talk about uh, as we were talking about things that we're trying to find to do in the lockdown and although um, I'm starting a job, these are hopefully things uh, I, I make time for, or at least I want to make time for besides cooking and working out. But ever since the beginning of high school, I have struggled to read consistently and read for pleasure. What What is the definition of consistent for you? Like, Curious. Like to the point where when I am bored, or when I think of downtime, I immediately think read, right? It's not like a forced thing. Because K through 8, I was an avid reader. I would like go through books so quickly. And I think it was in part because I didn't have a phone. In part because you don't have social media maybe. But I also think it was because like high school ruined reading for me because I hated absorbing information for the purpose of taking a test afterwards right um, right or having to annotate it rather than enjoying something and comprehending it at like my own rate and for my own pleasure and it's just been difficult to like get back into there i have little like spurts where like i can do like a book in a couple of days maybe like when we're on winter break and it's like really great mm-hmm. kind of dies out so that's something to aim for. I consistently also buy books faster at a rate than I can read them. And so I just have <laughs> books that I, like I, they're sitting and like I just like need to get to all of them eventually. 
I'm actually with you on that. Um, I agree. I hate I hate it in school. You know, the model where you have a book for English and then, you know, you read it um, and it's a genuinely good book. But the fact that you knew that you were getting tested on that material, um, it kind of killed the enjoyment for me for like, for example, like mice of mice and men. I just yeah. recently discovered it like in um in a bookshelf. Like I actually reread that. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this story. But when we had to read it for sophomore year English, I was like, eh, yeah, it's whatever. Of Mice and Men was good. I liked that. I'm trying to think of the classics that I actually enjoyed. Fahrenheit 451, Brave New World. Those were all good. But then on top of reading, I'm also trying to, like, read the actual news more often. And, like, again, continuing to try and go for, like, unbiased news and so i read the economist quite frequently in high school partly because of debate and extent yes oh we had to read so many economist articles but i'm trying to get back into it because i did like the way those articles were written and then the same goes for the new york times and then at that point it's like when i was 17 i had this i had some fantasy so the economist does weekly issues right yeah. And so I, I had some fantasy where I would read the full Sunday Times, the Sunday New York Times every Sunday when I'm an adult. And then I would space out reading The Economist throughout that week, but like read the entire issue. Like I thought I would have that much time on my hands or at least that much motivation. And now I'm quickly realizing that there are so many things to do throughout the day including just not wanting to do anything for an hour sometimes that it, it becomes difficult to do that. So I thought, I thought I'd at least subscribe, resubscribe to one of those things and, and attempt to read one article a day as a way to get back into it. Are you going to have the issues mailed to you? No, like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> cause, cause that's what we had to do in debate. Yeah. You know, uh, for people that didn't know, who didn't know extemporaneous speaking, uh, there was a while where um, having devices on you was a little tenuous. And if you ha- if you had devices, then, you know, it was a laptop that, you know, it needed to be on like airplane mode and it was it was whatever. So for the longest time, people just didn't want to bother with the hassle of having technology and just brought tubs and tubs of information, um, including like you would contribute um, like all the stack of economist articles. And it came in clutch multiple times. But yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, really, at the end of the day, every extemp speech was, according to this Economist article from this week, it said exactly what it needed to said for me to get my point across. Oh, that is such an unethical thing to do. You're so bad. At but, the end of the day, but, that is but it's alarming the amount of things yeah. that people will do. Yeah. But I mean, that's like that's like the definition of fake news right there. Yeah. <laughs> like quite literally. Um, I'm also I really want to do that too. Uh, for me, I have really tried to intentionally get away from Fox News and CNN. Yeah. Well, I never really effed with Fox News to begin with, but CNN now I'm actually really starting to get annoyed with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just not necessarily not necessarily because I don't agree with it, but just I I don't like the slant anymore i don't i don't like the leanings 
anymore. So economist, I'm really getting into um, NPR. Yeah, I'm really NPR enjoying NPR. Highly support NPR. Uh, Associated Press. Yeah. And also Reuters. Mm-hmm. So like those, so those like four news sites are actually all that I follow on Twitter now, um, just because I I don't I don't want any anything other than that. You um, and you get a pretty good coverage. Al Jazeera in the mix too, I guess. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll add that. Um, but yeah, no, what you're kind of saying about before about like reading for pleasure, like I as <laughs> the months kind of drag on, and then the farther I get from reading an actual textbook, I worry about my ability to keep up with a medical school education if I get in. So I feel like I need to be like reading books and taking notes and annotating and like working with material in the interim just to make sure I don't lose like an edge. So I'm actually going to, I've got a couple of like, not necessarily self-help books, but a couple of nonfiction books um, that I'm going to try to like find a system where I'm like writing in the margins, like really interacting with the material and then going to the laptop and like writing down quotes or uh, any thoughts that I had about a particular issue just so I can like, I don't know, learn things because this is how you learn as an adult now, apparently, yeah, is by reading books. So like no one's going to teach you these things anymore. The, the two pieces of advice I can give you uh, with what I've read so far is one, have multiple books going on at the same time. There's like no need for you to do one book sequentially after the other. So I usually, for me, I usually have one fiction and one nonfiction going on at the same time. So that's that's actually very true. I'm, I'm actually doing that. I didn't. So that's good that you say that. I do have a nonfiction to fiction book I'm working on. And then two do not ever feel obligated to finish a book like i i face that problem so frequently where i feel like once i've started it i'm like i need to see how it ends if it's fiction or maybe i'm not fully grasping the concept or fully learning anything and taking away what i need to from the book if i don't finish it but at the end of the day it's like if you do not enjoy what you are reading do not waste time continuing to read it because that's not what's going to help you build your reading habit. And you're also just not going to like retain a lot of the information because you're doing it just out of obligation. Yeah. You're not, you're doing it. You're not doing it because you enjoy it. Yeah. So it's a chore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey man, solid episode. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm definitely going to put in that MP3 of balls dribbling. All right. <laughs> when we say sports. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I think that's it for this episode. We'll catch you on the flip. All right. Bye.